Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to The Brian Buffini Show. I could say the top of the year to you. Today's episode is launching your year. We try to make our episodes germane to any time of year or any year you might listen to it. But this specific one is to get you off on the right foot. You know, many of you I know have made New Year's resolutions. And I want to help you to go from being a New Year's resolution to helping you be New Year resolved. And so, you know, it's interesting. My mother calls me a hive of useless information. I was just home in Dublin recently, and she reminded me of that. And I was sharing with her about New Year's resolutions, because she has a few. At 87 years young, she's setting up a few New Year's resolutions herself, which is very inspirational. But I was telling her that in 1973, 89% of people polled would say they would set a New Year's resolution. And here we are, many years later, over 40 years later, less than 11% of people say they set a New Year's resolution. So here we are, start of a new year, 2018. So many people don't set New Year's resolutions today because they say the next statement. They don't work. I don't set New Year's resolutions because they don't work. And so that's a, a great thought, and they're right. They don't work. You have to work. But a New Year's resolution or the start of a new year is a very, very powerful thing. The word launch, by Mr. Webster's definition, is to start or set something in motion. To start or set something in motion. And I just want to share with you, there is great power in the experience, the mindset, and the emotion of a fresh start. As some of you know, I've, I've been a lifelong golfer. I've played golf for uh, almost 40 years now. And there's one dynamic that has never changed in all that time playing golf. And that's what's called the turn. The turn is when you finished up the ninth hole and you're driving around. Sometimes you might get a little snack or a drink or something like that. And then you head for the 10th tee. And for whatever reason, and I don't know why this is, but no matter how bad you played or what you did or how you did it, the back nine is always like a fresh start. And I can't tell you the number of times, especially amateur golfers, where we're not playing a lot or practicing a lot. You play some bad shots, you play some bad holes, and you start the back nine. And it's amazing how many times you can have a great back nine when you had a terrible front nine. So you can probably guess where I'm going with this. Maybe if we viewed life like a round of golf, maybe you've double bogeyed in your business. Maybe you've had a couple of missteps in your marriage or with your kids or with your health. The fact of the matter is, what I want you to do is view this recording, view this podcast, and view this opportunity as the start of a new back nine for your life. And if you'll do that, there's nothing to say, this can't be your year. Just, this is my year. And I'm going to share with you some dynamics from my own life. I'm going to share with you some dynamics from running the largest small business coaching company in the world where we have 20,000 small businesses we coach. And many of you know me as this podcast guy, but you don't know we have this actual organization called Buffini Company and that we coach all these people and help them in their business. And the number one thing we do is we help them with their mindset. 
And so if you can get your head into the game and understand that no matter what you got going on in your life or your business and so on and so forth, you can have a phenomenal year. Like this is a fresh start. This is a new back nine. It doesn't mean that there's no trailing effects of what's come before. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying you can absolutely change the course of this year if you'll follow the three elements it takes to do that. So here's the three elements. I hope you're listening closely. So first of all, you have to decide. You have to decide. It all gets down to making decisions. Second of all, you've got to create momentum. A very, very powerful word and something we utilize in helping people, coaching people one-on-one. And then lastly, the best advice I can give you is don't go it alone. Don't go it alone. So you've got to decide, you've got to create momentum, and then don't go it alone. So let's talk about making decisions. Decision to me means you've made your mind up. Now, if you've had a chance to listen to The Power of a Made-Up Mind, a previous episode I recorded, I highly encourage you to check that one out. But ultimately, making a decision is a powerful, powerful thing. It means you've chosen a path. Now, numerous times in my life, I've come to these decision points. And even though a decision only takes a moment, it often takes a lot of thinking, processing, and experiencing to get to that moment. I tell people all the time, the click of the fingers, boom, you can make a decision that quick. You can make a decision that changes the course of your life for the better that quick. Now, here's the thing. You have to put a little bit of thought into it prior to clicking those fingers. Now, you can't get caught up in paralysis of analysis. Some of you have been getting the war drums have been beaten on your health for some time. You had symptoms that showed up four years ago, three years ago. Now they're more intense. Now there's more serious diagnosis. Now more serious medication. And it keeps picking up and picking up and picking up. You've heard this. You know what to do. You've read the books. You've been, you know what to do. You've heard the advice. But you haven't made the decision. Well, maybe now, right now, wherever you're listening to this recording, is the time to make the decision. Right now. Maybe it's on this business you've been thinking about or this expansion you've been thinking about or this piece of real estate you've been wanting to buy or this decision to maybe you're working with a staff person or a business partner or somebody and it's like there's a decision that needs to be made here. I know what I need to do. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. I know the right thing to do. Not impulsive, but you make a decision. It changes everything. Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. In theological terms, people have often wrestled for centuries with the concept of a sovereign God and man's free will. Destiny versus our choice. But all of these things collide when a person makes a decision. And I'm speaking to you autobiographically. I have seen this take place dozens of times in my own life. Now, sometimes we make a decision, and it's what I call the Popeye moment. And you guys know Popeye, the great cartoon. He's having a tough time. He and Brutus Beefcake are fighting over the love interest, olive oil. Brutus is this big, giant man. Popeye is a scrawny little sailor. Brutus is beating the tar out of him. And then Popeye, in every episode, reaches this point of no return. And he says out loud, that's all I can stands. I can't stands no more. And out of his sleeve, he takes a can of spinach, eats the spinach, which they were promoting at the time. Good product placement. 
gets these big old muscles and beats the living tar out of Brutus. A favorite cartoon of mine growing up. Obviously, for Irish people, it involved violence and fighting. That's just top of our list. Well, that statement Popeye makes is a great statement for all of us. Sometimes we got to say, that's all I can stands, I can't stands no more. For example, maybe over the holidays you maxed out your credit cards one more time after saying you wouldn't do it before. Maybe you've been debt-free and then maxed out and debt-free and then maxed out and you played this yo-yo back and forth, back and forth. But now you say, that's it. That's all I can stands. I can't stands no more. I'm never getting into debt again. That's all I can stands. I can't stands no more. I've put up with a certain level of behavior from my kids. Now, it doesn't mean you go ape bananas on it, but you go, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. I'm going to work through this process. Maybe it's, that's all I can stands. I can't stands no more in regards to your health in regards to your condition, in regards to your shape. That's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. I'm going to get healthy, and you're going to make a decision. See, it's that moment of decision, okay? And you make that decision, everything conspires to make it happen. Your mind gets right, your heart gets into it, and all of a sudden, your feet start doing the work. So you've got to make a decision. Once you've made the decision, it's the emotion and conviction now you need to harness into a practical mapping of what you want to do. And that is, very simply, to set a goal. Now, I feel somewhat qualified to speak on this subject. In every seminar I've conducted for the past 22 years, I've had people physically go through the exercise of setting goals. I've stopped the seminar, played soft, classical, Baroque-style music to relax the right side of the brain, allowing the linear, logical left side to go to work. Okay, Sounds a little flaky, perhaps, but not really. Actually, a man won the Nobel Prize for what I'm talking about. A Czechoslovakian professor called Mihai Csikszentmihalyi wrote a book called Flow. And so one of the things when you're trying to do this type of work, you play Baroque-style music, no words, no bass interruption, and that just relaxes the right side, the entertainment-seeking side of your brain. Okay, And so then you start to write. And, uh, you know, this is an interesting thing. I, uh, you know, Zig Ziglar became a mentor to me long before I ever met him. Then we became great friends. And uh, not long before he passed, he said to me, I have one great regret and one thing I envy of you, Brian. He said, I taught millions of people about goal setting. He said, but I physically never put them through the exercise and you always did. And he goes, if I had to do it over again, that's the one thing I would have done. Because people hear, yeah, I need to set a goal. And then they go away. The truth of the matter is, a goal that's written is seven times more likely to come about than a goal that's just in mind. Less than 10% of the population have written goals. Yet, the top 2% net worth individuals in the world all have written goals. 98% is the number. So the people at the top of the ladder all have written goals. If you're not at the top of the ladder like I was and when I first got exposed to this, I said, that's what the people at the top do, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to walk you through a few things here to demystify this. People are like, oh, no, I don't have goals, and all these people have goals, and so on and so forth. And I've helped, like I said, millions of people through dozens of different goal-setting exercises. And there's many, many different ways to get this done. I'm just going to give you a couple of practical things to get the ball rolling. One dynamic I like for getting the ball rolling in making it simple is called SMART goals. And this information has been around for a long time. But SMART goals is an acrostic that stands for S-M-A-R-T, stands for specific is the S, measurable is the M, A is achievable, R is result-oriented, 
and T stands for there's a timeline or a time frame involved. So your goal's got to be specific, measurable, achievable, result-oriented, and a time frame involved. Now, people will tell you you should have unrealistic goals and big, hairy, audacious goals. I'm into all of this. I never met a goal system I didn't like. Unfortunately, in the world we live in today, a lot of people, in order to promote their current book or message or whatever, have to thrash the other stuff. Here's the bottom line. I, I never met a goal system that didn't work. The only goal system that doesn't work is the people who just have a thought in mind and somehow think they're going to get there through osmosis. So the bottom line is if you want your goals to come to life, if you want that opportunity to have this new back nine, you want to launch your year, you got to put some things down in writing. Okay? And so put them in writing, set them down. Now, I'm going to share with you a number of pieces to this, but one thing I want to do is we have a little document we put together as well as a really cool little smart goal questionnaire. I want to get that to you. Go to the show notes. Just go to thebrianbuffinishow.com, four words, thebrianbuffinishow.com, and then you need to select the episode. This is Launching Your Year, episode 83, and you can download the show notes. You'll go there, and there's a smart goal questionnaire, and you'll see specific. What will the goal accomplish? How and why will it be accomplished? Measurable. How will you measure whether or not the goal has been reached? list a couple of indicators. Achievable. Is it possible? Have others done it successfully? Do you have any necessary knowledge, skills, abilities, and resources to accomplish the goal? Will meeting the goal challenge you without defeating you? Just great questions. Uh, Number four, results-oriented. What is the reason, purpose, or benefit of accomplishing the goal? What is the result of the goal? And then lastly, time-bound. What is the established completion date, and does that completion date create a practical sense of urgency? And that's where we're going to be going here in a minute talking about a sense of urgency. So we have a great resource for you. Go to thebrianbuffinishow.com and you can get the resources along with the little explainer document that will walk you through that. Really want to get the year off to a great start for you, so make sure you get that resource. So a couple little tips here, okay? The sense of urgency was the last piece there we referenced. And a great quote that's been out there for years is that a goal is a dream with a deadline. So you've got to have this sense of urgency. And so one of my great mentors, who I never had a chance to meet, was Ogmandino. And he mentored me through his books, his writings. There's some great old YouTube clips of Ogmandino out there in the marketplace. You go check out uh, YouTube, just some great stuff. But he wrote The Greatest Salesman in the World. And if, if you haven't read that or The Greatest Miracle in the World, I, I would just say those are must-read materials. If you're interested in personal growth and development, you've got to read or, or listen to those. But one of the quotes from Og is that failures act as if they had a thousand years to live. And that is something that I have seen repeatedly over and over and over again. And so you have to have the sense of urgency. You have to have the sense of urgency. So one of the ways to do this, to really kind of get things focused so it doesn't become a New Year's resolution that didn't work for you this year, is even in the midst of the SMART goals, is to establish a small, simple list of what you're going to do in the next 10 days. Just the next 10 days. Like, that's all there is. Now, obviously, you can't be too grandiose in what you're going to get done in 10 days. But for me, I focus on the five circles, spiritual, family, business, financial, personal. That's what I do. And I'll write one thing that I want to get done in each one of those areas. And then I'll take that, and I like to put it on a cardstock, and I actually 
take a piece of scotch tape, and my wife doesn't like how it looks, but she likes the results, and I actually stick it on the mirror in my bathroom. That's what I've been doing, and I've been doing that for years. And I have a drawer full to the rim of 10-day cardstock goals of just goals I've set and things I want to do. It's like a focused to-do list, but it's a to-do list on me personally. And that's a great way to get started. The next dynamic, if you want to get a little more ambitious, might be to lean into what Brian Moran called the 12-week year. So if you have a chance to listen to episode 31, where I did an interview with Brian Moran, we've had him speak at our events, we've had him consult and coach some of the leadership team in our company to institute this 12-week year dynamic of goal setting inside our own company. Been very, very helpful in helping us become extremely productive and extremely focused as an organization. So maybe you start out with your SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, result-oriented, with a time frame. Then break it down into what you're going to do the first 10 days. Because here's what happens. If you can just have a bunch of check marks by what you're supposed to do in the first 10 days, you got a chance. You got a chance. Now, if you don't do anything in the first 10 days, I'm not going to say you have no chance, but whatever slightly above no chance is what the probability is. So if you can't take care of the first 10 days, when you're feeling good, you got a fresh start, you're launching, it doesn't matter if things go sideways. You can still get her done. And so that will be very, very powerful. You see, you put these goals in place, you set up these deadlines for yourself, it creates a sense of urgency, and that will lead to the biggest payoff for launching your year. And that's the M word. And the M word is one of our secret ingredients in how we're able to help so many people achieve in our coaching program. You know, our average client comes to us making $35,000 a year, and within three years, our average client is making 369000 Now, we're talking about 20,000 people that we're working with now that we've helped go from point A to point B. Well over 100,000 people since we've started our coaching company. We've been doing this over and over again, and I'm giving you right now one of the secret ingredients of our coaching program, and that's the M word, which is momentum. According to Mr. Webster, momentum is the impetus gained by moving. Momentum is a big deal. You know, at the end of each one of these podcasts, I always close out the recording with a famous Irish blessing. And there's a lot of momentum mentioned in that blessing. For example, may the road rise up to meet you which means your progress will be easy on your journey. That's the hope and the wish. May the wind always be at your back. That's pushing you along. That's the ultimate feeling of momentum. That's what momentum ultimately feels like. I can't come up with a better description, never heard one, than that ancient old Irish blessing. May the wind always be at your back. That's what momentum feels like. Now, momentum in Newtonian mechanics is very linear. And you can actually, there's all kinds of physics behind it. You can read the science behind it. And there's all kinds of cool stuff to get into about momentum if you really want to. And that's the kind of weird stuff I read on occasion. But in regards to what I'm talking to all of you about, human beings need momentum because it's all about the feeling. It's all about the feeling. And you know what I'm talking about. There's been times in your life when you've had negative momentum where nothing you did seemed to work. Every decision you made seemed to go wrong. And no good deed went unpunished. And it's just like, I can't help winning for losing. 
And these are the times we can all easily remember. In fact, I guarantee if you stopped right now and just took a minute to think about it, your mind would come to a series of times in your life where it's like everything I'm doing is going sideways. Most people have a hard time remembering the opposite, which is the positive seasons of momentum. This is when everything we do seems to work out. It's a run of good luck or providence shining down on us. You just feel like nothing you do can go wrong. Now, we have a tendency to quickly forget this because nothing's ever perfect in our life. But I'm here to tell you that you can actually create this momentum anytime you want. You can put yourself in a position to have it working for you on a regular basis. I am saying that emotionally, you can put yourself in a position to have the wind at your back anytime you choose. That's what I'm saying. I've done this many, 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 many times in my life. I've turned very, very bad momentum into, first of all, the first stop is just stopping the slide. So you got everything's going the wrong way, all the momentum's going the wrong way, just take some steps and boom, okay, we stopped the slide. Then we started taking small incremental steps in the right direction. The reason why so many people quit is because of their feelings. The reason why most people don't tap into their full God-given potentials is because of their feelings. Momentum is a very, very powerful thing. And as much as we take a scientific approach to people's business, helping them with their natural gifts and abilities, helping them with their business analysis, helping them put inside the referral system, all the different dynamics we have, whether it's contact management systems and training programs and all these things that we spend tens of millions of dollars on every year, the thing I'm always after is getting people to have some momentum. Because when a person feels like that, my goodness, they start killing it. And so... Here's another little tip with this. Momentum is not a permanent state. It's not something, okay, I'm in a state of positive momentum, I get to stay there. So this is kind of like learning how to do this discipline over and over again. I would liken it to starting your car. You know, the car, when you turn the ignition, the battery's got to fire up, there's an ignition that needs to take place. There's a chain of events that have to take place to get the car going. Spark plugs, ignition, boom, here we go. Now we're up and running. We have to learn how to turn the car on for ourselves all the time, emotionally. And so I'm going to share with you how you get there. The first thing is the small steps. The small steps. The great Zig Ziglar used to say, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. So many people are so concerned about the ultimate outcome, focused on the results, focused on the end game, that they become paralyzed on what do I do first. And so rather than get yourself in, understanding, oh, these are all the steps I need to take in order to accomplish this goal. I'm going to tell you, anytime I've ever written a goal that was worthwhile, I didn't know how to accomplish it. Anytime I ever wrote a goal that was, you know, was like a life-changing goal, it was a learning process that required a few U-turns, a few left and right turns, a bit of help along the way. The fact of the matter, though, is we all know what's the first step. Well, there is something you can do today to get yourself on the right track. In your health, what's the one thing you could do? Okay, could you eat a bowl of oatmeal with some fruit to start the day? Could you do that? Could you order a salad? Is that possible? For dinner, hey, how about you don't eat late and you eat a good meal? And then what about this? What if you drank water all day? Boom! Wow! I just put Dr. Furman out of business. That, That was pretty simple, wasn't it? Simple to understand, not simple to do. Here's the key. I'm not saying you have to do that for the rest of your life, but could you do it for one day? Could you do it for one day and you have one good day? That's one small step. You're on the right track. 
financially. Here's what I've seen in coaching so many people and radically helping people change their financial situation. People are in debt. They're behind the eight ball. They feel depressed. They're constantly worried, fearful about money, thinking about money, or feel oppressed by their monetary situation. Oftentimes, not on the same page with a spouse or loved one they're sharing their life economically with. And so what do they do? To make themselves feel better, they go buy something. And it's the old concept. It's the last drink on the Titanic mentality. I'm 40 pounds overweight. One more piece of pizza is not going to hurt me. Okay, it's just not. This extra mocha, froca, cappuccino with the cookies I get at Starbucks, that's not going to make me or break me. Here's the thing. When we're way out of whack, we get to neglect the importance of the small and the specific. So if you're under the gun financially, here's the thing. You make one good financial decision today. You know what? I have this subscription to this. It's nine bucks a month. I just cancel it. You just took one step in the right direction. You took one step in the right direction. Uh, you know, I typically get two Starbucks a day. I, I go to one. You just made a great decision. The kinds of decisions that can ultimately change your life. Not to overstate it. I've witnessed this firsthand. It's just those simple decisions. What can you do today? And then what can you do today for 10 days? Now we've got a new pattern. Now we've got some momentum. Now we just prove to ourselves something we've been struggling with and can't get over the hurdle. I'm not saying lose 40 pounds of that. I'm saying can you do one day? And if you can do one day, can you do 10? And if you can do 10 days, here's what I promise you. You will feel different. You will have some kind of momentum, and that's something you can build on. That's how you change a life. That's how you change a business. Oh, but Brian, I'm three years behind on my taxes, and I owe a quarter million dollars. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, I've been here. I've done that. As a 19-year-old getting hit by a car, $252,000 in debt. In fact, I, I had a gentleman the other day, he's a financial planner, and he did the analysis on how much I would owe in today's money, and it was $2,229,000 if that accident happened to me today. That's what it looked like as a 19-year-old, 7,000 miles away from home. My parents have no money. I'm here by myself, and I'm starting from scratch. I got bill collectors calling me round the clock. That's where I started from. That's the position I started, that I built a financial fortune that is multi-generational, thank God. The fact of the matter is, it's one small step at a time, one small decision at a time, one little piece of momentum at a time. I remember I got to pay off one bill. By the way, on one hand, I was elated. On the other hand, I was depressed because I paid off one bill. I remember the first bill I paid off was actually the ambulance company that took me to the hospital. And I've heard of lawyers being ambulance chasers, but I didn't know the ambulance companies were debt chasers. And those guys made my life freaking miserable because back in 1986, I didn't have insurance. I was a, a kid on vacation in America. But I remember paying off, I think it was 1800 bucks, and I worked night and day to pay that bill off. And on one hand, I was elated, and then I turned back around, and I still owed 250 grand in debt. So I still had the mountain, but I said, I paid off the 1800. What's the next one I'm going to attack? This is how you win. The journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Don't focus on the mountain, focus on the step. What's the one decision you can make today? What's the one goal you can pursue today? What's the one thing you can do today? And then I'm going to challenge you can you do it for 10? And boys and girls, you know where I'm going, because if you can do it for 10, you might be able to do it for 12 weeks. 
And if you do it for 12 weeks, here's what I promise you. If you have a great first quarter to your year, you're going to have a great year. I mean, unless some ridiculous, bizarre thing comes out of nowhere, if you can have a great first quarter, you're going to have a great year. I have witnessed this in my own life. I have witnessed this in coaching people. I've witnessed this in our coaching organization. If you can have a great first quarter, you can have a great year. That's one of the reasons why we build programs the way we do. By the way, if you're one of our members listening in to this podcast today, make sure you register for our Blitz program that starts the year off. And it starts January 15th, and it ends March 23rd. That's right, all the science behind intermittent training and what we call the restaurant cycle, all built into it. Little videos for you to watch, activities for you to do. We break it down into small segments. Do this, do this, do this, and you will crush it. So all of our members that are listening, here's what my challenge to you is. Absolutely positively, if you get involved in the Blitz, here's the one challenge I have for you. Start on the 15th and finish it through till the end. Finish it through to the end. Don't be a half-timer. Start it, finish it. It doesn't mean that every week you'll execute perfectly, but just finish the game until the last whistle and watch what happens. And if you'll do that, and if I can get you to do it mostly good, you'll have a phenomenal first quarter, which will pretty much guarantee your year. Go to buffiniandcompany.com slash blitz. That's buffiniandcompany.com slash blitz. Register for the blitz. Get yourself into the program starting January 15th. Get the momentum, keep the momentum, and it feels like the wind is at your back. That's what we want for you. Lastly, and maybe the best advice I have for you to launch your year is don't go it alone. Don't go it alone. It's very important that I share one very large truth from my life. I did not become a self-made millionaire, or I am not a self-made success, or a self-made anything for that matter. I have received so much help along the way. Now, I want to share with you, as a person, I'm very comfortable in the role as a giver. I'm not as comfortable in the role as receiving. And I've had to really work through a lot of dynamics to that psychologically. But at the end of the day, I started to become a person who was a, a learner. So I would buy somebody's book. I would listen to their recordings. It's the reason I'm in this business today. It's the reason I'm on this podcast with you today, is to go and reach and help somebody, and no matter what your circumstances are. And so the key is not to go it alone. You know, you go into a bookstore. I was in a bookstore the other day with Beverly, and, uh, you know, there's a giant self-help section. And I think, you know, that's great for categorizing the kind of reading material it is, but that's the worst phrase in the world. Because in order to get help, I need to get self out of the picture. Think of the dumbest things you've ever done in your life, like the absolute dumbest things you've ever done in your life. And for some of you, that's a selection process. Think about this. Your best thinking at the time got you there. Your best thinking at the time got you there. In and of yourself, you made that decision. You thought it was okay at the time, and you went and did it. And that ended up maybe not with some great consequences. The fact of the matter is, we have to be humble enough to understand that my own best thinking can get me into trouble. So I need to go get help. I have received help along the way in all five areas of my life. You know, I'm 32 years where I kind of had the lights turned on to personal growth and development. And I'm going to say in my life, spiritually, I've had mentors, teachers, trainers. I still go to church every week. I'm still reading and listening to stuff spiritually to grow. 
in my family and relationships. We've had mentors, people we admired, people we went to see. My wife and I have gone to many, many conferences together for whether it be our marriage, for whether it be raising kids, for whether it be homeschooling kids, whatever it is, we went together and still do. I got a book passed to me this morning, a relationship book this morning. Beth said, oh, this is really cool. And I've learned to listen to those things. In every area of my life, I've received help and I continue to receive help. Today, I have consultants, very high-priced consultants that Buffini and Company pays a significant percentage of our gross revenues to to continue to help us. You may remember the podcast I've done with Brian Tracy where he talked about self-development and he could actually, he chronicled how people would make an investment into their own personal growth and development and how they could track their rate of results. For us, typically, for every $3,000 someone invests with us, they see a $100,000 gain. That's what we've been able to track. Pretty powerful. I think that's pretty common dynamic for almost any personal growth and development. And so I just think there's so many resources out there that are fantastic. There's so many books and programs. And all I'd ask is just make sure when you get a book, when you start a program, just make sure you do your homework and to make sure that the person actually did something and achieved something so that you can really buy into what they're talking about. There's an awful lot of books out there. There's a million books published, titles every year. Many of you know we went through the whole book process last year. Very thankful to many of you. The Emigrant Edge became, uh, from the day it launched, it's been on the top of the New York Times bestselling list. But I learned a lot about the book business. And I also, you know, I was sitting there and so on and so forth, and I got to meet some really cool people that had just great insight, great information. They wrote a book out of their own experiences. And I also met an awful lot of the others who are people who wrote a book in the interest of trying to make a book. And, you know, what they were speaking on didn't have a lot of expertise. So do a little bit of homework. Ask a couple of questions. We're able to Google and search now. And just make sure that, you know, when you're taking advice or going to someone's class or taking a seminar, that you check out a little bit of their credentials to make sure they've actually been there and done that. And if they have and you're satisfied, go to town. Okay? The bottom line is going it alone in today's world is very dangerous. I'm going to say this. I think in many ways it's the greatest time to ever be alive for a human being. What we have at our disposal, the safety we enjoy, the prosperity we have, the access to food, clothes, shelter, unprecedented in human history, the safety factor of humankind, the advances in medicines, communication, interactions. You know, when I first emigrated to America, you know, I would talk to my parents a couple times a year because a telephone call home or a telephone call here to America was super expensive. Now uh, I'm able to interact with my parents on Skype and see how they're doing and see who they are. And it's amazing. I went home here, like I say, recently. It's amazing how much I feel in touch with them because of advances like Skype. The technologies we have, our phones, our computers. I mean, amazing stuff. But there's one thing about our culture today that is uh, not conducive for success, goal setting, or making you feel like a fresh start. And that is the overwhelming, oppressive nature of the negative information that's pumped on us every day. There's a lot of businesses out there that are, you know, trying to clickbait, as they call it. We have all the dynamics of media. Yesterday, the Pope was talking about fake news. I almost fell out of my chair. That it's that level of pervasiveness in the culture that we don't trust our media institutions. The ravenous nature of a story that comes out where... You know, something comes up and it becomes above the radar and the media like consumes like a herd of locusts and whoever's in that path is going to be destroyed or put out of their job or whatever else, sometimes rightly so. But what I'm going to say to you is 
whatever the latest drama is created by the news media or whatever the over-exaggerated social media buzz is, it doesn't dictate my state of mind because I'm focused on my goals. I'm focused on what I need to achieve them and most importantly, who I need to become to get there. That allows me to be the best Brian I can be. To love my wife, Beverly, unconditionally. There's a lifetime job for the rest of my days. To serve and connect with my kids. To serve and connect with them at a heart-to-heart level, as well as the dad level. To serve and build a dynamic culture in the company here. We got voted again the second year in a row, best place to work in San Diego. Phenomenal staff. Phenomenal people. But there's a lot of work that's required there and a lot of effort and a lot of tension. And I need to bring my best to that. I need to bring good energy to my staff every day so that they collectively can then serve our customers. And our customers are this community of thousands of people who've committed to business fundamentals and serving the client and also personal growth and development. And we have phenomenal people. Uh, You ever check out any of our social media and our clients interacting with us? And whether the hundreds and hundreds of comments and you see how classy they are and the kind of comments we get as opposed to the typical trash that's out there on social media, we just don't get a lot of that. And so the reason is we have phenomenal, phenomenal culture with our company that then serves our clients who then in turn serve millions and millions of people in their businesses. Where does that all start? It starts by Brian Buffini being the best he can be. That's the fact. And so what's going on in the media, what this outlet's saying, or what that alert that came up on my phone, boom. And I'll be honest with you, I've gotten real, real careful, and there's a lot of apps got deleted over the holidays here that I don't go looking for those news stories anymore. The fact of the matter is, I'm focused on my goals. I'm focused on the man I need to be to go achieve those goals. I'm focused on what I need to do and what I need to change and what I need to learn and how I need to grow. And when I focus on that, the ripple effect for Brian Buffini is he has a great marriage, he has a great family, he has a great company, he has great customers who then in turn serve their customers in a great way. Now, I know I'm up here and I'm using myself as an example, okay? And I hope by now I've earned the right to talk to you guys in regards to this. A, I have a resume where everything I just told you is true. And B, I've always come to you in a state that I am a work in progress. I share with you my foibles as well as share with you my successes. The reason, the ultimate reason why I am so excited about the future is because I know the amount of development that's still to take place in my life as a man, as a leader, as a person, and I'm excited about that. Today, I pay huge amounts of money to these consultants to help our organization, and sometimes they give us great insight, and sometimes it's small. I've held up a company that does the same thing for other businesses in coaching and training people. And I want you to know that everything I've just shared with you is what I share with my own staff. Everything I share with you is our business plan. Buffini and Company is committed to having a fantastic 2018. And you know why? Because we're going to launch the year right. And we're going to focus on what we can do and not what we can't. We're going to put the good stuff in and not spend time putting the bad stuff in. We're going to focus on having smart goals that are specific and measurable, achievable, result-oriented, and built into a time frame. We start out with the first 10 days of the year, and then we get to the first 12-week plan. I have a leadership team that's developed a series of 12-week plans. Boom. We're already enacting it, starting right now. And then when we'll get to the end of that, we'll have a week of celebration, and we'll be launching into our next 12-week year already. Pouring the good stuff in. 
feeling the momentum, feeling the wind at our back, and then we're not going it alone. And that's my hope for all of you. So to launch your year, make some decisions. They've been brewing inside you. You've been brewing or stewing, rotisserizing on this decision for some time. You know, at this stage, you probably know what decision you need to make and why you need to make it. It's as simple as make the decision. And all the universe conspires to work for you. Next, create that momentum. Create momentum by having those goals. What are you doing today? What are you doing in 10 days? And what are you doing in 12 weeks? And then lastly, don't try to be the hero. Don't go it alone. Lean in. Get the help. What books are you going to read or listen to? What classes are you going to take? What training are you going to participate in? Or maybe you're going to go all the way and get yourself a coach and really get in the game and get the kind of help and accountability that will take you to the next level. We also don't want you to go it alone, so I want you to go to thebrianbuffinishow.com and then you need to select the episode. This is Launching Your Year, episode 83. Go in there and there's a really cool document we've prepared for you on how to write SMART goals and then also a wonderful little questionnaire on SMART goals itself that's going to help you get started. My hope and prayer for all of you is that this will be a memorable, life-changing year for you and your loved ones. And I believe that you can do it if you make the decision. I hope you enjoyed today. I love being in the studio with you guys. I love hearing your feedback. love hearing your reviews. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. We also ask you to share this show. We don't have commercials. We're not promoting and selling stuff. All we're trying to do is bless people's lives. So what we'd like you to do is share this show with your friends and family. We are going to all kinds of countries and places and people, and we've heard great feedback from folks who've been blessed by it, and we want to continue to do this. So as I finish here today, I'm going to leave you with our little Irish blessing, which you now know is all about launching your year and keep momentum. So may the roads rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sunshine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, I hope you know that God has you in the hollow of his hand. We'll see you next time.